Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, welcome back to the show today. Uh, we began uh, a short series yesterday talking about uh, the thing that the, the devil attacks most. And at least I was the one in the room that agreed with this author. I, I, I don't think you... anybody disagreed that it, <laughs> that it could be the most. I think we were just saying that that's a... You guys are just more humble than I am. And it, you're, you're, well, you're, you know, you're more modest and it's a careful in your speech. It's you know, a it's, it's Josh, it's like saying this is the best verse in the Bible or something like that. <laughs> I say that they're all the time. All What's the, wrong with saying that? They're all the best. You know, it's like, okay. Haven't well, you guys learned like from a, Martin Lloyd-Jones? That's what he a, says all the time. This is a refrigerator verse. This is something you can put on your refrigerator. It may not be the best. You might add another one later on. I but. regularly tell my congregation this is the most important thing that you're going to hear this week. <laughs> well, What's that's di- that might be different. <laughs> the most important this week. Wait. Yes. <laughs> the most important thing that they're going to hear is from, gonna, from from no no not from uh, me. Oh from, okay okay. Otherwise from I was, the word of God. I was oh. struggling with that other one. <laughs> Thank you for correcting me. Okay. <laughs> um, so really great article on Banner of Truth called "Public Worship Is to Be Preferred Over Private." And he does make the claim that uh, this is the thing that the devil attacks most. And, and part of his claim is based on Psalm 87, the gates, uh, the Lord loves the gates of Zion, meaning the church, more than all the dwelling places in Jacob. So he loves the place where his people gather. And we, as a people, we were talking during the break about how, especially in the, the Northwest, uh, we struggle with corporate worship. We struggle with devaluing public worship. And we started touching on some of those reasons yesterday. And I wanted to at least touch on a couple more before we got to the meat of the article. Yesterday, we talked with individualism, how individualism, what really matters to me, what I do on my own, that's what God really cares about. We talked about that. Today, I think people devalue public worship because of the second point that he makes uh, through self-reliance or pride. and, And it goes like this. I can look after myself spiritually. I don't need pastors or elders or deacons and other Christians. And I think at least in part, it's an idea of, I don't need them in an ongoing way. If a a crisis comes up, then I might want them. But for the normal, ordinary, everyday life that I want to live, they're kind of in the way. They're good to have kind of in my back pocket kind of a rainy day type of concept, but I don't really want them on an ongoing relationship just on a, as a as needed type of, of mindset. Yeah. This may be uh, taking us off on a tangent, but I've never done that before. So anyway, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm due. Uh, Jesus said, love one another. He, and he was speaking to his people. Uh, this is not a general commandment for, for all humanity. Well, in, in a way it is, but Jesus was speaking specifically to his people when he said, love one another as I have loved you. 
we cannot do that unless we are in close relationship with one another. That's and that's what the church is for. That's why he's, that's why he's provided the church, and it is supreme arrogance to say I can ignore that commandment. I can ignore my bond of love that Christ commanded with the other with the rest of the people of God, and so that means find a find a local church where where God leads you and sink some roots in and be committed. I would say it's also supreme arrogance, not only in the general command, but also the specific gift. It says in Ephesians 4 that when Christ ascended into heaven, he gave us apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers to build up the church. Christ gave us those things for the end of building up the church. And for us to say that we don't need those things is to say, Christ, you got it wrong. Well, I think that one of the things you, you have to understand is that the Lord oftentimes, when he talks about saints, it's in the plural. When he's talking about the church, he's talking about those who have been called out and are part of his body. Everything is plural about his address regarding, it's not his persons, it's his people. You know, mm-hmm. that's a gather, the, the word ecclesia or in, in Greek or the word kahal in, in Hebrew, which talk, talks about an assembly. We're not the church until we gather together, um, and that's the that's the whole point mm-hmm. of um, of all these different words that are and metaphors that are used for the the church or the people of God. They all point to a gathering of people. Yeah, that's right. you know, uh, one of the things that, um, and this affects so many different areas of life, uh, but the availability of information on the internet. We have more information at our fingertips than than any generation and history. And have you guys noticed that all of a sudden now everybody's an expert on everything? Everything. On everything. And it's because, well, you know, I I saw something on the internet and uh, I think that's part of at least one piece of what we're dealing with uh, today. uh, When those that say, I don't need a pastor, I don't need elders, I don't need, I don't need spiritual leadership. Why? Because I can go on the, I can go on the internet and, uh, you know, heck, Moran, you're boring. I'm going to listen to Alistair Begg today. And, and nothing against Alistair Begg. <laughs> He's a wonderful preacher and a faithful preacher, but uh, you need your local church. I, I think the idea is that, I mean, what Phil's saying is true. I mean, you can go online and, and find probably a thousand pastors that are better than me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's being way only more, a way thousand. More than that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you walked into that one. <laughs> oh, does anybody know the name of any good counselors in the area? Uh, no, you <laughs> but you anyway, can probably find a thousand better. <laughs> <laughs> the idea is that if it's about just you as an individual, yeah, then do avoid church. Church is messy. Mm-hmm. You're going to go to a place where there are sinful people that have a ton of problems that if you allow yourself to get close to them, then by extension become some of your own problems and your own griefs and your own sorrows. And the the whole idea is you, you can prevent that. You, you just don't go to church. Mm-hmm. You If church just is about a good sermon, then go online and, and you can get that. Mm-hmm. But 
I don't see that anywhere in Scripture. It's impossible. I'm, I'm going to make that strong word. It's impossible to make that case mm-hmm. from God's Word. Mm-hmm. It's always talking in the corporate. Yes. Right. And the idea is that, I mean, Ecclesiastes, people always quote this verse at a wedding. It's really not a wedding verse. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. Again, if two lie down together, they keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A three-four cord is not quickly broken. This is a traveler's message. This is for those that were traveling in in the wilderness of, of Israel. And it's talking about the safety that there is in companionship, not of a husband and wife, but of two travelers or three travelers or a group of travelers. Well, the extension of that into the New Testament era would be that we, as Peter would say, are pilgrims here. We are those that are on a wilderness journey to, to use Bunyan's language, to the celestial city. And we aren't to travel alone. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the place that God puts us is within the church. Yeah. And we share each other's burdens. We share each other's joys. Um, this is, I think, what, what Jesus was saying, that when Peter's like, what, we gave up everything, what are we going to get? And Jesus gives this incredible promise of everything that he's going to get, and you're like, wait, Peter didn't get that. He didn't get all these homes and all of this. Yeah, he did. He got it in the church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think we just missed some of that idea of how corporate all of this is. Yeah. Um, well, and that's the thing. Like at the end of the day, you know, one of the principles of the Reformation was sola scriptura, that the Bible is the final authority. If you're a Christian, like you don't have the right to just simply say, well, I think I want to do church the way that I want to do it. Because at the end of the day, what you're saying is, is that what I think is more important than what the scripture says. If you're a Christian, you should say, what does the scripture say? I want to know what the truth is. And the scripture is so clear on this. Uh, Phil, you were mentioning off air that you heard a statistic the other day that that some pastor said that probably 20% of Christians won't come back to their churches after this covid stuff. Mm-hmm. That's tragic. Yeah, that that is sad. And that was that was Tom Reiner and and Reiner uh, is a nationally known uh, church consultant. He has his he's a, he happens to be a Baptist. Uh, he has his finger on the pulse of the American church uh, in a, in a pretty accurate way. And anyway, he he's he's predicting that you know, for the average church, twenty percent of your folks won't come back. They'll they'll just have they will have gotten out of the habit of public worship, or maybe they were thinking about shopping for a different church anyway. And this will give them a reason, uh, an opportunity. But but anyway, that that is a uh, frankly a discouraging statistic. And so, uh, listener, uh, don't don't be a part of it. Uh, be committed to your church. And the idea of I go to a church because of what I get out of it. I think we really have to move past that idea. Yes. Um, that's a consumer mentality. It's, it's, it, I'm going to go one step further. It's self-worship. It's sinful. It's self-worship because you're saying, what I'm going to church for is for me. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and once again, I would really like someone to point me to a place in Scripture that would, would suggest that that's a healthy mentality. 
the number of times I've been told, well, I'm just not getting enough out of this church, or this church is not meeting our felt needs, or um, this isn't doing, and I'm like, wait, whoa, 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 back up the conversation. Do you have a role to play within this church where you actually yeah. can meet? This isn't Walmart. Mm-hmm. This isn't mm-hmm. Walmart. It's not a buffet line. And uh, we have such unhealthy mindsets yes. in the church today. You need When you wake up on a Sunday morning, what you need to say is this. I get to go to God's house yes. to be with God's people, to be able to sing God's praises corporately because my voice might be what ministers to the person beside me. Yes. Mm-hmm. That it's not... Did we sing songs that were meaningful to me? Did we sing songs that glorified God and edified and strengthened my brothers and sisters in Christ that were around me? Mm-hmm. These are just different questions, mm-hmm. different mindset, mm-hmm. different shift. Mm-hmm. And I, I really think that we, um, especially in the West, need to shift how we think of church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Amen. Well, you've been listening to Gospel for Life. By the way, we are looking at this article from the Banner of Truth website. It's called Public Worship is to be Preferred over private, and I hope that that title irks you a little bit, that public worship is to be preferred over private. We're going to continue to talk about this over the next few days. If you've missed any of our past broadcasts, you can subscribe to our podcast, The Gospel for Life. Just make sure you type in the, and uh, if you are our 20th listener, Jonathan, we'll be glad to give you a prize. We just moved up from 10 <laughs> to 20. That's right. We, we, we found out the 11th one yesterday. That's right. So we'll see you next time.